Tres, dos, uno. Listen to part of a lecture in an Earth science class. Longitude, as you know, is the measurement of a location of a place on Earth, east or west of the prime meridian, which is a north-south line running through Greenwich, London. Now, determining longitude on land was fairly easy. People could work from a stable surface. They could return to the same spot again and to take measurements again and test different methods for accuracy. At sea, however, it was harder and the implications of having no fixed method were much more serious. Latitude, on the other hand, wasn't a problem. They could measure the altitude of the sun at noon, then look this up on a table that showed the sun's declination for the day. But there was no such method for longitude. What sailors did instead was sail to the latitude of their destination, turn toward their destination, and follow a line of constant latitude. This was called running down a westing or running down an easting, depending on their course. Another option to measure the longitude was to use dead reckoning, which involved calculating your position based on estimated speeds over a period of time in a particular direction. Both of these systems had drawbacks. Running down a westing or an easting prevented a ship from taking the most direct route or a route with the most favorable winds and currents which made voyages much longer, days, even weeks longer. Because of this, dead reckoning was used, but was inaccurate, especially on long voyages out of sight of land. And as a result, they often ended in tragedy in the form of shipwrecks. One particular error in navigation was the Sicily naval disaster in 1707, which took out an entire fleet of ships. It was this one that motivated the British government to establish the Board of Longitude in 1714, which promised to grant a substantial prize to anyone who could demonstrate a practical method for determining the longitude of a ship at sea. Many ideas were put forward. One proposed by Gemma Frisius relied on astronomical observation, but these of course assumed that the motion of celestial bodies was predictable. Other ideas included lunar distance, complex equations based on the sightings of planets, and many more. The real solution, everyone knew, was to know the precise time where you were on the open ocean and also know the precise time at home. In other words, the solution was to build a reliable clock that could keep the time of a given place. But this wasn't as easy as you'd think. You see, at sea, there are variations in temperature, pressure, and humidity. And there is also the risk of corrosion in salt air and the constant motion of the sea to contend with. So even acclaimed scientists such as Isaac Newton believed it couldn't be done and favored other methods like the lunar distance method. Then a carpenter, George Harrison, was convinced that he could build a reliable clock to determine longitude. He took a model of a marine clock built by the English clockmaker Henry Sully in the 1790s and improved upon the design. In Sully's design, the balance oscillations were controlled by a weight at the end of a pivoted horizontal lever attached to the balance by a cord, which negated the temperature error due to thermal expansion. Oh, shit. But Sully's clock was only accurate in calm weather. Harrison's aim was to reduce and even nullify the effects on the clock of constant pitching and rolling. 
So Harrison went on to create three sea clocks called H1, H2, and H3. All three clocks were fairly large clocks ranging in height from 59 centimeters to 66 centimeters. He presented the first one to the board and it was given a trial at sea in 1736 on a voyage to Lisbon. On their return, the captain praised the designs, saying that his calculations had placed the ship 60 miles east of his true landfall, which had been correctly predicted by the H1. Harrison then worked on the second two clocks, H2 and H3, but was dissatisfied with the results. Here's where the story gets interesting. In 1753, Harrison ordered a pocket watch from a London watchmaker. The watch was to be based on Harrison's own design ideas. When he received the watch, he realized that with certain improvements, it could become the timekeeping answer to the longitude problem. His simple breakthrough discovery was that small, high-frequency oscillators were much more stable during movement than were larger clocks. H4, just 13 centimeters in diameter, was the result of this realization. The improvements Harrison made included a balance wheel that oscillated at a higher frequency. It took him six years to produce the H4, and it was sent on a transatlantic trial in 1761. It was proven to be a few seconds slow, so Harrison expected to be awarded the Longitude Prize for this, but the board attributed the accuracy to luck. The Harrisons were outraged, and Parliament eventually offered £5,000 for the design. <laughs> on a second trial, which also demonstrated incredible accuracy, the board attested that various inaccuracies were cancelling each other out. Eventually, Harrison enlisted the aid of King George III, who, after testing the watch himself, wrote to Parliament, insisting that they award the prize to Harrison. Finally, in 1773, he received the sum of £8,750. Oh, wow, a little but bit But never more. received the actual full award. What was it? But neither did anyone else for that matter. Shut up. This is true. This is... I'm even going to complain. That was it's not going to help me That's with my life. Anyways, it's crazy how they get. What is the lecture mainly about? <laughs> what is the lecture mainly about? Angela? This is all about a watch and, and figuring out problems to solve something. Right. And then they had a whole bunch of things and they came up with different ways of doing it. So here we go. A comparison of old and modern methods of calculating global position. I don't know if it's a comparison, though. Let's go to B. How the accurate measurement of latitude and longitude affected trade had nothing to do with trade. How global position can be determined using the sun, moon, and stars. Never did they mention any of those. I just heard sun, I think. How the problems no, of... sun and moon? No, yeah. They say that the latitude uses the sun and moon, and they follow constant latitude. Okay. Now, do you think the lecture was entirely about that? No. How about the problems of calculating longitude were solved? Yeah. That sounds the best one, no? Wait. No, it's, like, it's dim. 
You think it's D, right? I think that sounds like yeah. the best one. Okay. Okay, good. All right, let's keep it going. Which is one disadvantage of deck reckon dead reckoning? Okay, drawbacks. So I got dead reckoning here, another option. The drawbacks prevent ship from going the direct route, favorable winds and currents. Because of this, inaccurate and people die. <laughs> More illness on board? Really? Running out of food? Getting caught in unfavorable winds and currents? Yeah. No? Did I write favorable winds and currents or unfavorable? Honestly, D, um, a... causing longer voyages. Long uh, voyages. Yeah, voyage. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it says unfavorable here, but in my thing, it says favorable winds. I didn't write unfavorable. Got to be very yeah. careful with your prefixes and what you write down too. Okay, I kind of like D. Let's keep it going. Isaac Newton, did you write his name down? No. I wrote down, so you didn't write down Isaac Newton? Got to make sure you write down those damn names because they're used as markers. I remember writing down Isaac. I-S-S, I'm sorry, I-S-A-A-C. Isaac, where the hell are you? Do you see Isaac anywhere? More up. It's got to be more up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isaac, bam. Isaac thought it could not be done. He favored the lunar. George built the clock to determine the longitude and proved the design of an old clock. Now, I did not that write down that he tried and failed to create an accurate... No, no. He was not convinced that a clock would measure time accurately. Well, he said it could not be done. He favored lunar. However, he researched the measurement of longitude. I don't know if he yeah. researched it. You think he no, researched I think it's, You think it's B, no. huh? Yeah, it's B. Okay. And he did not study. He did not, he did not research. It just says he did not think, meaning he was not convinced. That's what I wrote down. Whew, okay. All right. These are some tricky ones. I swear, Angela. It's a little scary. Oh, that's why you have to write. Did you write down the H1, the H, H1M1? No. I'm sorry, the H1M1. That's the flu. My bad. Okay. Uh, The H1, the N2, the 3, 3, the 4. You didn't write down those numbers? They gave descriptions to each of them. That's why it was so important. Why did it defer? Because it improved the balance wheel of high frequency. It was sitting on trial, few seconds slow, awarded long price, attributed to luck, blah, 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 blah. Then I also wrote down this. That is D. Solve the problem of constant movement on ship. More stable in movement. Very good. A, it says considerably smaller in size. No. No. Was the only one tested in transatlantic? Well, it didn't say anything about that. Solve I the problem of... Uh-oh. I think my problem in this in this part is because I usually try to do um, the notes. You try to what? What was that? So I tried, I didn't take notes in the listening uh, section. And what was your listening score again, Angela? 21. Oh, ooh, shit. That means if you take notes, you get a 25. Maybe. <laughs> Ain't no maybe. Ain't no maybe. 
<laughs> yeah, so I think I have to I need I think I need to start practicing that but it's because I lose the the topic. I don't know why. Right, right, right. So, so it's for me Go ahead. For me it's more easy when I close my eyes, so I start listening, you know, okay. I can answer more of course, when it's something like that, it's no easy. Exactly. Too much detail. Absolutely. Absolutely. This one had a ridiculous amount of detail. So it's about, and this is why going through that listening course and seeing the note taken and figuring out a system that works. Listen, I'm using 10 fingers. That's why it's so easy for me. But I'm showing you exactly the importance of different things that I had written down. I wrote down Isaac. I wrote down all numbers. Okay. I wrote down H1, N2, H3, 4, 5, 6, COVID. I wrote that all down. I wrote down the different years. I made sure I used those as markers because then I could hurry up and go through my notes and say, where the hell is Newton? I found you, Newton. Oh, the H4N1. Okay, I found the HBN154 right here. You see what I mean? And then I wrote down main idea, support and detail, and always the cause and result of each of them. You see? Yeah. That's what we have to do. So you're going to be going through that a lot. Oh, the Board of Longitude. Well, they fucking hated Harrison. He was mad. They said, no, it was based on luck. They never recognized Harrison for his contribution. However, King George III, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, I don't know who their names are, awarded the prize to Harrison. I think they did recognize, but they didn't give him the full price. I think they recognized, but I don't think they gave him the full price. Let's keep it going. They were reluctant to give Harrison a large reward. Ooh, I kind of like me a little bit more. They were over-rigorous in testing? No. They wanted to award the prize money to someone else? No, they just didn't want to give. So we're between A and B. Did they recognize them? They did give them some money, and they only gave them a little bit. I believe that they were more reluctant to giving him the prize. They were like, oh, well, you know, it was based on luck, Harrison. I'm sorry. I think it's B. <laughs> you, you think C or B? B. Okay, B. Yeah, because they were like, well, Harrison, to be honest with you, Harrison, it was based on yeah. luck. We're only going to give you a little money. I'm sorry. Did so you like, think I... You see what I mean? <laughs> so you think I should start for note-taking in your course because that's the last Absolutely. Lesson. Yeah, absolutely. You, we're okay. going to be going through that, and you're going to be busting out that course, okay? Okay. Uh oh I got one thing right here. Are you ready? We got an audio. Here we go. What sailors did instead was sail to the latitude of their destination, turn toward their destination, and follow a line of constant latitude. This was called running down a westing or running down an easting, westing and depending easting. on their course. Okay. Another option to measure the longitude was to use dead reckoning. There it is up here. Yep, yep, yep. That's it. Running down what sailors did instead, sail to latitude toward this. No such method for longitude, measure altitude at noon. How sailors navigated without the knowledge of longitude. No such method for longitude. I think A is a perfect answer. Yeah, A. Let's look at B. How sailors measured longitude, they couldn't measure it. How sailors apply land-based methods of measurement to sea. Ooh. Determinant on land, easy. No, no. On sea, it was harder. They cannot determine the both. Worked out the most effective route to take? No. No. Kind of like A. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see, Angela. Oh, 
We missed one. What the hell happened? Let me guess. It was the last answer. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's go back down. Hold on. Where does it say it was smaller? Breakthrough discovery. Small, more. Oh. Small and more stable. Solve the problem of cut. Ah, Angela, I heard you say D, but I didn't look at A. And well, I didn't look at my notes and it said small and more stable. Oh, Angela, oh but I didn't think about small in size. I'm going to cry. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to trust my notes. That's another reason why you need to improve your note taking. Because although constant movement, I saw movement here. But I didn't see A, considerably smaller in size, although it was there. And there were just a few words before that. It said small, more stable compared to larger clocks. I probably would have went. And, I probably would have went with. I'm sorry. I probably would have gone with A. There we go. Okay. Oh, me neither. That is a monster. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Good job, Adela. All right. How you feeling? You feeling okay? Yeah. No, I just am worried about my note taking. Okay. You're not worried. Okay. Now that's a statement. We need a question. What's the question behind that? Okay. Now, okay, I'm a little bit worried. Okay, but but you're a little bit worried, no, uh, but but what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna start the course, the listening course and practicing. That's the only way. There you go. Okay. All right. You're a little bit worried, but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on this. Right, right. That's right. Right. And so that that's what I always try telling my, you know, students in general, because they're like, oh, I'm really worried about this. Or I'm worried about that. I'm worried about this. And I'm like, I need a question. How can I get better if I'm worried in one specific area? My note taken. You just said it. So how will I improve my note taken? Arsenio gave me his course. What am I going to do? I'm going to study that. I'm going to improve my note taken. And what's the end result? I'm going to improve my score by making sure I write down more key details. Boom. That's a high exactly. performing mindset. You see what I mean? That's a high performing mindset. So yeah, you're right. Oh, 